to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabrina. <laughs> and thank you so much for tuning in. What was that giggle? What happened? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was about... Uh, I thought you had like a story or something like... <laughs> <laughs> nope. I got a secret. <laughs> nope. No secrets here. I bear it all. <laughs> how are you today? How How's your week going? Um... It's definitely going. I just have no, I feel like I have no default emotion. I just feel like just like, you know, when, um, you know, when Squidward was like kept on experiencing the same thing and his face was like real straight. (laughs) That's really, that's how I feel. Yeah. Same actually. Um, I feel like this is that what this time of the year is about. I saw this note that was like, you need to prioritize your rest as the year comes to an end and I'm like yeah thanks so I'm actually okay with like feeling like no excitement yeah me too I feel like I want to be like not like I don't want to say that I'm in grind mode but I'm just like I'm focused I want to focus on like how to get there where I don't know but I just gotta (laughs) gotta get there I gotta get there like I must I must get there period no I feel that 100% 100 percent um let's get into the show shall we yay sorry this is (laughs) all right uh this week's day four um our four favorite 2023 halloween costumes i'm excited to hear yours because people really first i felt like people wasn't showing up like i was like where's the costume yeah and then on sunday and monday a lot came flooded in flooding in yeah and a lot of people um had like it was like some it was um what's the word i'm looking for like it was like triple threats it was Mm -hmm. like people like kept on going like for different costumes sorry i just seen a costume that was just like so stupid um (laughs) (laughs) it was just like so stupid um but yeah i got some ties here so for me (laughs) for me obviously everybody know i'm gonna say heidi coon like that's she is who i when it comes to halloween holidays she definitely is who i aspire to be ever since i was a kid like i was always obsessed with how she loved halloween because i love halloween the same way i just don't have a budget so i'm like (laughs) that's who i want to be like once i have the budget um so obviously um, Heidi Klum because like I'm like where's her mind at like she picked the weirdest shit to be and like <laughs> if you don't know she was a worm this year and her husband was like a fisherman and he was like catching her as a bait and like she was saying like they asked her like what made her be a worm and she was like well um last year I wanted to be a tree um but that was too hard so I had to think smaller so I said I wanted to be a worm and she basically bullied the makeup artist into making her a worm because he didn't want to do it. Um, because he was like, I never <laughs> did anything like that before. You know how crazy you have to be for a, a special effects makeup artist to tell you no? <laughs> but she was like, I trust you. Just do it. And he did. And they delivered. Um, they really did. They really did. And I've, I've been following this um a special effects group for years they're like my favorite i love them they're called pro ren effects so pro and then ren effects and it's pro renaissance um effects and i'm so i'm gonna move on after this but i am so passionate about special effects makeup and it's something that 
I really don't want to die out because it's so special and it's so amazing that these people really make this stuff with their hands. Like, it's mm. no, like, CGI and, like, anything like that. Like, people make this with their hands. And I think that's so amazing. And, like, a lot of special effects groups um, are, like, have been dying out and getting smaller and smaller. So I just love the fact that she is always utilizing special effects um, you know, makeup artists and that's something they can put on their resume and that just like it can take them far. So I really appreciate that um that she does that every year. Um and the next one, um <laughs> uh Carrie Washington um is Lionel Richie. That was hilarious. Like I love yeah, when girls are something weird. <laughs> like I love when girls are weird or something weird or something ugly. And <laughs> he, and I say Lionel Richie is ugly, but like it's just weird because like she's a pretty lady, and it's like why would you be Lionel Richie? Like that's hilarious. It was so funny to me. Like why? <laughs> it was so funny. It was so random. Like like it was just something that I would just not think of. And she was having a ball. What did she say? Is the caption? It was something so funny. Oh, she can't wait to embarrass her kids. And then she, she said, all night long. <laughs> she and, said, I can't wait to embarrass my kids. And she put in the music things all night long because, you know, <laughs> that's like Lionel Richie's um, song. That is hilarious. But I just love that so much. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, My next one is, okay, so it was like, it's like okay, I'll say my ties at the end. Um, Holly um, Bailey as Avatar. Damn it. Sorry. <laughs> I love that so much. Again, put these special effects makeup artists to work. I love it so much. She looks so good. Her face. Yes, her so face cute. so cute. And I love that her boyfriend participated. He definitely won me over. I don't know why. I feel like a mom. Like, I feel like I have to. I'm like, Netta, you that boy better do right. Like, I just feel like that. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like that. But I love that he participated in it. It was that was so cute. Um, but yeah, I love that so much. Again, like I said, put these um makeup artists to work, mama. Oh, um, oh my god, I keep on getting more ties. Shit, okay. Um, this is a wild card. Um, wait, that was one, two, that was three? That was that was two. Oh, that was two. That was three. That was three. That was three. Um, the fourth one is Addison Ray as Lady Gaga from her mm. 2009, 2009 MTV performance when um she was like bleeding. She did paparazzi. Um, she ate that like. Addison Rae definitely was not on my radar. I think I watched them. Did I watch a movie? No, I watched a review. The movie, Terrible Actress. But, like, she definitely showed out. Like, that That was, like, one of the first costumes, actually, that I saw. Um, <laughs> she definitely showed out. I loved it so much. She looked very good. She nailed it um, right on the head. Um, also, the wild card. Sorry, I have to say it. Um, I think, you know, I'm not... I don't really like it's not that I don't care for I just did not on my radar but um I have to give credit where credit is due Kylie Jenner ate Bride of Frankenstein up um 
and Tokyo Styles did amazing on the hair. I feel like for some reason, not for some reason, it's obvious. I feel like I am the president of everything Bride of Frankenstein. So I feel like if I have to be like, it has to get my seal of approval. Delusional, I know. That's the facts <laughs> to me. Like I have a Bride of Frankenstein tattoo. So I feel like I earned that. And I feel like she definitely ate that. It was very good. And like the hair was... It was amazing. I loved it. Mm. Um, also, uh, Lizzo as Miss Piggy. I thought that was so cute. I loved it. Okay. All right. I loved all of those. And I agree. I think Kylie, like her makeup looked really, really great. Yeah. Um, for me, it's going to be Janelle Monet as the blue lady from um, Fifth Element. Yes. Um, I just love that blue lady my whole life. Yes. And I feel like she took it there. Like, Janelle, she just took it there. And there's videos of her doing opera. (laughs) And it's like, she had so much fun with it. And I said, yes. Janelle, when they dressed like one of the rabbit from Alice in Wonderland. Oh, yeah. So cute. Yes, that was so cute. I loved it. I feel like two of my favorite, you know, characters, she like was, she was able to execute so cool and also special effects. Like yes. she went there. That, that those were both two costumes that I'm sure took hours to get into, mm-hmm. which is like the commitment. Oh yes. my god. Yes. N- next, simple but so impactful. Lil Nas X's Ice Spice. <laughs> no, um, yes, I loved it so much. My favorite thing is that he dressed as Ice Spice, and then the caption was like, "Cause you get it or you don't." <laughs> The question was like with the question marks. Also, I love my favorite thing is when people wear costume and they be in character. Like they just be in character. They definitely be feeling it. And he definitely was feeling it. I thought that was hilarious. I loved it. The wig. Oh my god. And then he was Zach and Cody too from the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Like, what is going on? I didn't even realize he was. I didn't see that because I saw he was something else. He had like four costumes. Yes, he transitioned from Ice Spice to Zack and Cody. Oh, that's when he was Zack and Cody. He was doing anything. No, that's a chaotic universe. When you go from Zack and Cody to Ice Spice, like what's going on? He really do anything. (laughs) Comedy, pure comedy. Like it's just too funny. Like it's too funny. Also, Luna's ex has been working out. Like, he really is. Wow, so fit, like fitness goals. Um, and there's a lot of people talking trash about this, but I don't care. Lori Harvey, you know, I like her renditions of like me, myself, and I, Beyonce, and check up on it. So. <laughs> One of my friends uh, said, so she put on, you know, the she was doing the me, myself, and I, like, crawl with the all black. And one of my friends said, y'all, it's a wig. And a backdrop. It's a, it's a wig, a wig, a backdrop, and a black dress. Like, But it was still very original, and I felt like, it. what really got me is when she's wearing that gown. that original, because you remember Sweetie ate, you know, the Dustin Joe thing. But it wasn't, it wasn't me, myself, and I. People have done Beyonce really great over the years, but I felt like she circled a different part of the, the, the Beyonce costuming. Um, the check on it, she could have kept that. <laughs> the the, the, the <laughs> sorry, why are you laughing? The skirt one, she could have kept that because her braids wasn't the way it was supposed to be. Um, so I was like, Ugh. but I love the me myself and I um costume. I thought it was very cute, especially when she had the little gown on and she was walking. Mm-hmm. 
Very cute. I liked it. I really did. Um, Kelly Rowland, she was Catwoman, but she looked sexy as hell. She like did. she just looked amazing. She did. And I loved it. It was really great. Um, wild cards, because I you I saw you did it and I said, like, shit, I'll do it too. Did he? Because he was in character. Oh, I didn't pick I didn't pick him because I thought she was gonna pick him. Because the thing is, like, dressing as the Joker is like as a man, I feel like it's been done a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like women, when they do it, I really get impressed. Shout out to Jamise, who dressed as the Joker and ate it. Um, Janae Aiko and um, Big Sean. Did you know? Co- yes, cover? that was so cute. And it said Janae. So freaking cute. Like, come on. That made me, that made me smile, you know? I was just smirking and smiling. And I sent I, the first person I sent it to was you because I know that was like your favorite movie. <laughs> um, Cardi B as Marge Simpson because it's just so cool. I really did think she was going to bring in her family. <laughs> I was kind of mad about that. Yeah. She has a Lisa <laughs> and a Bart right there yeah. and a Homer. But you can't, I guess you can't force the family to participate. <laughs> um, so yeah, but she really did a great job, Cardi. She did. She did. So, a lot yeah. of Photoshop, but she did good. A lot of Photoshop, and I definitely got some mixed feelings about that because some people's costumes. Oh my God, who was it? I think it was Patrick Star. I was like, "Come on, what's what is this? This oh, looks like fan art." When when um he was Vector, like the Stranger yeah. Things thing. Yeah, which I didn't get because that didn't need a lot of like um Photoshop. I feel like if you can't wear the costume out, it ain't a costume. Yeah, because the thing is, I was going to put Lotto on a list for a coarse bra, but the leg, the the leg was hella, the um where her bone was, that was photoshopped down. The shoes yeah. was photoshopped too. And I get it. It's about the picture, but like, come on. Yeah. I don't really like when people get too, too photoshoppy, but I think the people we named killed it. And also, yeah. it just was a lot of, like, people on Twitter I saw that just had really original ideas. Like, somebody dressed in his Nick Cannon with <laughs> all the babies. Line. No, with all the babies. Oh, I saw somebody dressed in Nick Cannon from Drumline. I thought that That's was funny. That's a good one, too. That's very funny. Who did? Oh, my God, no. Quinta dressed in, like, James Harden. <laughs> that- Lord have mercy. I, I That almost took me out of here. <laughs> yeah, I screamed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But um, yes, that's our fave for it. Let's move on into toast for assist. This week we want to toast and we want to pray for some very special people, and those people are y'all. Because one, we're thankful for you every single day, and two, life has just been really, really rough, um, for different reasons, and I feel like a lot of y'all. Just be hanging in there, supporting us, keeping it going. And we just want to send y'all a bunch of love and encouragement because, like, we understand life be rough. It really do. Times. If I could sing, I would sing for y'all, but I'm not going to do that. I feel like life be rough, but also life be beautiful. It really do. Like, it's really a, um, what's it, what is it? Um, is it a pot of gold or... <laughs> No, it's a rainbow after the storm. Yeah, it's a it's yeah. a it's a it's a pot of gold at the end of the no. So what happens is it it's, it rains and yes. then a rainbow come, mm-hmm. and then after the rainbow come, it be a pot of gold. of gold. Yes, in that order. Period. Mm-hmm. They're so smart, like you know how how that brain go. 
Excuse me, y'all. I'm so sorry. I had can- sorry when you turn. Do not turn thirty. I had <laughs> some candy. My niece. I was went trick or treating with my niece yesterday. If y'all didn't see the pictures, um, yeah, we. I was Georgie. She's Pennywise. Um, also, sidebar. My dad kept on calling me Charlie. Who the fuck is Charlie? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> any name? That's any name. <laughs> any name. Georgie said Georgie. Charlie don't really matter. <laughs> anyway, I had some candy and now I'm burping. That's some old. Like that's whoa. some whoa. Right. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, y'all, for turning 30. That's how I feel. <laughs> it's totally fine. You know what the cure for that is? Beyonce's Renaissance <laughs> Tour. Launching summer 2023. Um, This is something we were supposed to talk about last week, but y'all know we uh had a technical difficulty, so we weren't in the studio last week. But this is, this, this is technically kind of old news, but it don't matter. We needed to talk about it as a unit. Yeah. You know? So Beyonce was at the wearable arts gallery and for, you know, her mom, this, her mom party, she <laughs> bid to, um, two plane, pl- two plane and concert tickets for a future show. Plus a backstage tour guided by Beyonce's mom, Miss Tina. That is crazy. Okay. So in the photo shared by the attendees, the package description listed that the following, Valued at a total of $20,000, United <laughs> Airlines and Waco offers you a chance to see Beyonce on her her Renaissance tour starting in the summer of 2023 at any of the United National and International Desti- Destinations around the world. This prize is complete with two first-class International United Airlines tickets to select cities with three night hotel accommodations at a Marriott property and to one of the most sought after musical performances of all time. Two concert tickets to Beyonce's Renaissance 2023 tour with a guided backstage tour with Miss Tina, Beyonce's mother. So based on that contest that was auctioned at the wearable arts gala, we know for a fact that she's going on tour this summer. So we just all, let's get these, get it together. Everybody has to get that money together. Um, my guess is that it's going to drop around Christmas time. Jesus. That's my guess. My mom was like, I'm getting my money together. You need to get yours together. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I want the best ticket. And I don't know if I want it in, in Philly. Like, that's my thing. I think I want to go to like another city for the first time to like go to a concert i've never done it before. i love going to joe shit i love going to concerts in different uh cities i never done it and i was like oh if i could go to fucking see beyonce in houston i but how y'all doing <laughs> if a bitch you not from here i feel like that show would be crazy. i'm from houston that or new that. york would be crazy yeah or la yeah, but I was in New York. You can count that out, baby. <laughs> I went to the last time I went to a concert at Madison Square Garden. I don't know. She probably no. She would probably play the um the one in Brooklyn. I forgot what it's called, but Barclays. B- Barclays. Yeah. Um. She. But I went to Madison Square Garden. Square. Why can't I talk? I said like Square Garden. But Square Garden. <laughs> 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 
I'm like, all right, is this Sabria or somebody named Carl that works in the office? Because I don't know. That was crazy. That wasn't you, bro. That <laughs> That's was not scary. you. Whoops, sorry, y'all. Um, but yeah, I'm with the Madison Garden. And I was excited because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what, like, this is what's on TV. What? Why the hell we had to get this man thrown out because he was so <laughs> obliterated. Like, he was so drunk near us. First of all, if y'all know what kind of... Con- all right. This man was smashed. The concert we was at, Kings of Leon. Why the fuck are you so drunk at this concert? He was so drunk and making me uncomfortable. My friend was like, you know what? We had enough. We got this man kicked out. That's... I'm like... this Bro, nigga- you be having the worst luck <laughs> That shit made events. me mad. Like... I was so happy because I'm like, you see Madison Square Garden on TV. I'm like, this is an iconic venue. Like, I'm here. I think I was like 18, 19. I'm like, I'm here. I'm 18, 19. Like, no parents. I'm in New York. Like, this is fun. Like, I'm on a concert. <laughs> I'm not in my hometown. Like, I'm at a concert. This is crazy. That's how I felt. We had to take an elevator to get to our seats. Like, I felt crazy. I'm like, this shit is wild. And this nigga slumped over. Like, I'm like, you're not going to ruin this for me. <laughs> Got him kicked out. <laughs> So that's the only thing about like popping ass venues. Like it be people there that like they me. I got excited and was like, "Whoa!" Lost my voice. Some people get excited and like I'm gonna get fucked. And it's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> they like, "I'm gonna jump over this banister." You like, "Come on, shut the fuck down." Like, I hate that. Like, Look, go sit down. Also, Kings of Leon, that's not the group. Like, no, that's somebody. You you put your lighter up and be like, "Whoa." <laughs> Like that's what you do to them. Like every, I feel like your feet need to be planted. Y'all need to move. Like you just need to sway from left to right. That was like I'm like this nigga like he in a fucking Metallica show or some shit. (laughs) (laughs) Smashed. And also like just seeing how like committed some people are to disrupting the peace. Be bothered. I hate that. That's the only thing. I'm like for this concert, I would love like a box seat or something. I know that's like that's what I'm saying. (laughs) But I would like something like that because like Iman said, some people are dedicated to disrupting stuff. And like that is so irritating to me because like I be getting so excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. And like I'm very weird in a way where I don't get excited until I'm actually there. Like I it's such a I've been like that since I was a kid. Like I remember my mom was like, Oh, we're going to see Bow Wow and I was like, Oh, okay. But I was like, I'm not really excited. But when I got there, losing my fucking mind. So um <laughs> that's why I'm like, I wanna stay away from the freaks as far as possible because Yeah, we can coordinate. That's how I feel. We just gonna have to coordinate. Cause yeah. I be feel I know this sounds crazy. I don't feel like I can go see Beyonce by myself because I feel like I need to have somebody there in case I like drop down and pass Same. out. That's I don't my, think I can go by myself. I gotta stood, go with somebody. You stood ten toes down though, Iman. You did really good. But I could remember. I was like, um, I was like, look. I wasn't looking at her. I was looking at the screen. Okay, Iman was scared to look at me. <laughs> I was so scared to look at her. And when JP came on saying Iman said we gotta go, <laughs> she said we have to go. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> Cause he really came on stage with, and now looking back at the time period, I get there are sometimes it'll be three a.m. and I start thinking about Jay Z being on that stage when, he, cause I felt like he's not supposed to. <laughs> I grabbed my arm. She said, "Okay, we gotta go." <laughs> I said, "What?" I said, "Was that just?" Yeah, she was like, "Is that Jay Z?" <laughs> His 
ass literally came on stage while she was performing. And I'm not trying to be funny. After listening to Lemonade about how he was chasing her around the world, I can't help but think that she was like trying to get away from him and he appeared. <laughs> she probably was. She was probably trying to get some space and he probably was surprised. Because now I'm looking back, I'm replaying the whole thing in my mind. She probably was like, she, she was like, pushed him off stage and it looked like a joke at the time. <laughs> but I'm like, now. <laughs> you fucking freak. <laughs> That's why I said, is that Jay Z? She was like, we gotta go. Also, I just remember, oh, we're gonna move on. I forgot, I saw Katy Perry at Madison Zero Garden too. So that met, made up for the time that man tried to fuck me up. But then <laughs> I'm thinking about it and I'm like, after that concert, that's when she had the Netflix special and we found out Russell Brand was like breaking up with her on tour. And I'm like, oh my God. Man, you really be finding out shit. Uh, you really be finding out shit. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Also, I kind of saw Meek Mills and Nicki Minaj. I, I saw that relationship spark. Oh, yeah. See, it's crazy. Like, when you see stuff like this, after that, like, Katy Perry situation, I can't stop thinking about, like, what's going When I'm looking at people perform sometimes, I'm like, what's going on? Like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Like, are you genuinely happy here? Like, yeah, what's it's going? a lot to have to give all of you when you don't feel good. Like, even there, there are sometimes when I'm doing a presentation <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm fighting so many demons right now. Same. <laughs> I'm doing a presentation. I'm like, so here are the KPIs, and uh, but inside, I'd be like, I want to kill my dad. Want to kill my dad. <laughs> Should be going real hectic inside, and I was like, "Ugh!" But yeah, the whole point is, I just want to be, I just want to be outside, moving my hips. To be outside, yeah. I hope it's an outside concert. In the Oaks is in the summertime because she did the um what what tour was it? It was outside formation. I think was outside. I think all of them since uh, Miss Carter been because when she kind of Philly, she be at the link. Oh yeah, we wasn't we wasn't outside though. No, we was in Wells Fargo Center. So I like being inside, for, because no matter what the weather is, you're not affected. Yeah, because we were but, in the summer. We but we gotta do. I think well, I definitely want seats this time because I'm an old bird now. I do not need to be getting pushed. I don't want to be on the floor. I don't. I want to be somewhere where I can like watch the show, and I don't have to be close. I just want to. I want to have an assigned seat. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm thinking about standing. When we were standing. Well, I had on platform sneakers, and I was standing up. Mm-hmm. But I was fine, but now, like you said, being an old bird. Yeah, I got an injury. That's yeah. all I got to say. But um, Beyonce, we trust you. I'm waiting. I'm ready. I'm waiting and I'm ready. And please drop them around Christmas so I can like tell my parents to like do it for me. Yes, please. Do it like it's my B-Day. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm going to tell real, them. That's all I, like, my whole, like, I did have a list of stuff I wanted, but all that is scratched. Like, that's all I want. Period. All right, let's get into some changes that are going to be made on Instagram. Um, so apparently, profile songs might be coming to Instagram. What? And yeah, uh, it's going to be like MySpace, y'all, for the youngins. Okay. Back in the day, there was a website called MySpace, one of the original <laughs> social networks. And like you could have like a top as far as like top group of friends. So if somebody was your bestie, you'd profile them like your top eight, your top 15, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Sabria was in our each other's top friends, you know. Yep. But then you'd have like a profile layout so you could decorate your profile. It'd be, you know, decorated to your taste. And you can have like an about me and pictures on your profile. People 
people could leave comments on your wall. And what really made it, of course, you had profile pictures and stuff, but what really made it is the song. You knew everything mm-hmm. possible there was to know about somebody <laughs> based on what their song was on MySpace. Up? You could start dating people because of their songs. Like, I actually have a little romantic story to tell. One time, I made my story <laughs> on MySpace, uh, this guy's song, Day Night by Kid Cudi, by Kid Cudi, right? And I loved that song. And this guy who I had a huge crush on, he looked like Jesus, okay? During the time, I would see him at the bus stop. I found him on MySpace somehow. And he that was his song. So I added the song off his profile. But I didn't know he would... You could see, like, Iman added this because so-and-so did it. And I remember he wrote on my wall, like, LOL, like, I see I inspired you or some shit like that. And I was just like, oh, my God. And we started talking. And it was just like love for like two days <laughs> that's really how it used to be me nobody could ever predict what my myspace song was like nobody <laughs> like when you came to my page you could never predict what it would be like i remember one time i had mulan uh make a man out of you like i had that as my profile. <laughs> like like Eva said like you could guess if people was going through you could never guess what i was going through because the songs was just like there was a, I did put, see, I was like, I was so annoying when I was a teenager. Cause like, I loved, obviously I love rock music, all that stuff. But like, there was some like, quote unquote, obscure people that I liked. And, um, I, uh, what the fuck is this nigga name? This, it was this indie, y'all know the, the song, not y'all know, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so y'all know he is, I've never seen, I've never seen, I've never said his name out loud um surf jan stevens i know somebody gonna make fun of me i know y'all gonna make fun of me surf jan stevens i never said his name out loud but anyway i had that sad ass song um y'all all all know the song it's like some parade whatever and it was like my going away song like when i was like going away with my space i didn't delete it i was like i put this like real sad like indie <laughs> song and i like deleted my, i like had one picture up and i like uh hid my top friends and i'm like this is me going out then it was like a real mellow dramatic song i'm like this is like the end of me it was so dramatic but yeah my space like is how i felt this is so it is annoying that they might do this and i can't picture how it would be but another thing is this would be a cool way to how people can figure like find new artists because that's what happened for me um on my space like i found a lot of artists that i still listen to today from um from my space um and that really shaped like the person who i am because like it's kind of weird with tiktok because they don't even call it songs it's a sound Mm. it'll be a clip of it and sometimes you'll listen to the whole song and you'll be like wait this is the best part of the song like the song not even like hitting like that um so that's true it's annoying but like it could be cool i want to see how it could be yeah so it says here is where your chosen Instagram will be shown in your Instagram bio. So it'll be like right under where you're like, um, you know, when you do like the about me, like your age, your location, and you can put like a link. Mm-hmm. So it'll be like up under that section. It says currently the music is not played, but this may change. 
uh, before official release. So it'll just be like a song, right? But the song won't necessarily play as soon as a person clicks your profile. Instagram keeps working on your ability to add a song to your profile. The song can be played in the profile. So it's like, say if somebody came on your page and they wanted to play it, they could. So it's not like a page where like, as soon like back in the day, as soon as you clicked on somebody's MySpace, your song like automatically started playing. Yeah. But on an Instagram page, it's like, say if somebody just want a song to like share their vibe or let people know how they are then they can, somebody can opt into playing a song. I'll be honest with you, the less exciting to me that they have to play, but <laughs> we'll see. Instagram been rolling out some crazy features too. Cause also like I saw that, um, I can get paid $15 for making three reels. <laughs> oh, I get a, yeah. I get a bonus. Um, and I'm sure that if you have more followers, you can get even more, um, money. Oh, that I just, like, sorry. What you was going to say? Some people can get like $3,000 if they make X amount of reels by Holy. a certain time. Yeah, so I'm about to be like, hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? <laughs> I, um, that reminds me, I just applied for the super follower things, or fuck that mean, on Twitter, because mm-hmm. I can apply for it because I got over 10K. So I just applied for it. Yeah, girl, get, get the money. Like, that's hilarious but i don't want people to pay to follow me though i mean it's not pay to follow i think it's like you get like different kind of content and like it's I like know, a patreon version of twitter yeah and i know exactly the type of stuff i will post but um yeah we'll see if they, they have me. that on instagram too they just recently launched like an exclusive community oh, on yeah. instagram and i'm just like i personally i know i barely want to write posts on social media regularly so it's just like I don't know how why I would want to like post for pay, you know yeah. what I mean? It feels yeah. like it feels like torture some days when I <laughs> and when I'm not in the mood to to engage, which is like a reality that I it's so hard for me because I go from being like super super extroverted to super super introverted, mm. and it can be hard to like charge people when I know I'm inconsistent energy wise, you know. Mm. But I feel like you're very consistent on Twitter. So Yeah, I feel like Go for it, champ. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I I definitely can oh, I can we'll see if they um if they approve me or not. Rooting for you, sis. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this pie face loser. Maybe I should Okay. Elon Musk. No, you're right. Um I'm not gonna say it. Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk is charging for blue checks, apparently. Like, that is very dirty that to me. They chart nasty. That's really broke behavior to nasty me. Nasty bitch. So he <laughs> was saying something about charging people potentially $20, 20 bucks a month <laughs> to keep their blue check. <laughs> 20 fucking bucks, okay? 20 fucking smacks. <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> He's fucking nuts. I will literally swallow a $20 bill whole before I gave it to anybody that for a verification. Because first of all, the whole point of a verification is to prove that you are the official company, the official person. It's not anything to be monetized. It's not anything to be monetized. It's to prove that you are the real thing. So one thing is like, how does that, it defeats the purpose of like, verification if you gotta pay to get verified exactly he's so fucking stupid that he doesn't understand how 
even works and he's verified so I'm like <laughs> what the fuck like he doesn't get it and like apparently allegedly um i don't know how true it is I, this is like me summing it up he went to buy twitter but then he went to back out of it and if he backed out of it they was gonna sue him so he was like ah, i might as well sign so like <laughs> that's in short honestly allegedly but I can believe it, you know, because I feel like he gave that he is. He gave that he gave that he don't read the fine print, like. Oh and how the fuck you trying to tr- like? Also, another thing: a lot of people that have blue checks are, you know, high profile celebrities. A lot of them would not pro- like Twitter gets hacked a lot, and a lot of them probably wouldn't want to enter their car information or anything on Twitter because that gives people that oh, run it up, like you know. So, because some of them probably even have fake phone numbers, like. Like on Twitter, like because you know how you have like two verification phone number. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them, like I can't imagine, like fucking uh, Jay Z whipping out his fucking Amex or American Express card and like typing in, like uh, keep my verification. Like I can't even picture that. Like it's just a fuck? dumb system with no point. And people were really annoyed. Like he Stephen King's ass. Like he really fucked <laughs> out his ass. <laughs> Stephen King said $20 a month to keep my blue check fuck that they should pay me if that gets in, if that gets instituted I'm going like Enron I don't know what that means <laughs> and somebody said they had him fucked up he said you got my spooky ass fucked up okay <laughs> um, is that the one who do goosebumps no that's another person that's R.L. Stein he do he he's the one who writ He's the one who wrote. He's the one who wrote, wrote it. <laughs> yes, it. Okay, cool. Okay, I felt like R.L. Stein wouldn't be fucking with that shit either. He's like, <laughs> so you got me all the way fucked up. Um, so when a, and then a reader uh, or yeah, somebody going to respond to Stephen King tells you can afford the fee, and he said it's it ain't about the it. money. It's the principal thing. And then there's a. Uh, 538, a political guru named Nate Silver. I have no clue who this is, so I don't need... Please, if he's problematic in any way, I'm just reading the quote. (laughs) Um, Nate said, I'm probably the perfect target for this. I use Twitter a ton, can afford $20 a month, not particularly anti-Elon, but my reaction is that I generated a ton of valuable free content for Twitter over the years, and they can go fuck themselves. And I think that that's a good point, because like... That's what a lot of people do on Twitter. It's like when you are a big name, when you're verified and you're using Twitter, you're keeping Twitter relevant. And Twitter doesn't really have a system for like monetizing like folks. So it's like, so you don't even have a system for monetizing the creators that have turned it into like this big tech giant, but you want them to pay $8, I mean, $20 a month. And then look, Elon Musk going to respond to uh Stephen King must say we need to pay the bill somehow. <laughs> Twitter you nasty cranky bitch. Twitter cannot entirely rely on advertisers. How about eight dollars? No. How are you negotiating on the timeline? That is so nasty. And you- so what was Twitter doing before your dusty ass came along to pay the bills? Because they was paying the bills just fine for years. This is why, like, being a billionaire like him is, like, a nasty bitch, like, occupation. <laughs> like, like, because we're, like, 
you know, and billionaire apologists are people who will never be billionaires. Always like, well, you gotta pay the people, and you gotta pay for this, you gotta pay the you, 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 you. It's a billion fucking dollars. That's a lot of money. I don't think people understand when they talk about that how much money a billion is. Like right? that's a lot of fucking money. And so he's talking about and, we gotta keep the bill. Like, come on, use your bread. And he then, has generational wealth. Use your bread to fund your business that you decided to take on. You could just run this shit for fun, for real. You don't even need to. <laughs> you don't even need to profit from it. Like that is something that how about eight dollars? You nasty motherfucker. <laughs> that is so. Ugh. that's very gross and then oh, gross. he said um he says i will explain the rationale in further form and 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 longer form before this is implemented it is the only way to defeat the bots and trolls what what he is so <laughs> you a grown ass fucking man he almost 60 fucking years old talking about trolls like he always if he is somebody that's so easy like i'm not even into internet trolling whatever but he is so easy to get he always reply and I could probably, I could probably say some shit to him right now. He gonna reply in a few days. Like he always replies. My thing is this: is this Gotham? What are you talking about? The only way to defeat, defeat the troll. You fucking look. He's fifty one years old. How you want to defeat like the that? trolls? And you t- you making it like a free space for everybody to say whatever the hell they want. Like, what's the goal? I'm confused. And also, like one thing I know about work is I'm not allowed to share something until I have it like thought out. Yeah. That's you know, what I'm saying like you can't say I'm about to introduce this new program and then people ask you about it. You bet, oh, I had I well, I'll roll that out long front. Keep it, keep your pie hole shut if you can't <laughs> like roll it out right now. Keep you, it shut. This nasty bitch. He went to University of Penn the year we was born. You old bitch. Whoa, whoa. You was in college the year I was born. Insane. And you talk about some trolls. Yeah, who cares? Like, let them. You gonna always have tra- trolls as a, a billionaire. And what define the troll? Is it everybody who disagree with you? <laughs> it, it, he got ten children. Anyway, like, yeah. okay, all right. Well, <laughs> I just feel like he about to ruin this app, y'all. And the thing is, like I was telling Iman earlier, Yahoo when they bought Tumblr, that shit went in the toilet. Yeah, what we gonna go to next? I wonder. Probably uh, back to Tumblr or back to Instagram. Like, do some stuff. Yeah, but I just feel like Instagram is not talk is the, is not as much talking as Twitter. <laughs> yeah, like Twitter, and also Twitter, like a lot of people do their business on Twitter. Like, yeah, I'm about to say because this shit could be lucrative for somebody like me. <laughs> and also, like, like news, the landscape of news has changed because of that live tweeting, all these things. So it's just like, how about you just don't ruin it? How about yeah, that? and like saying something like. Saying something before is written something that is so you that is not somebody who can run a business like that is so sloppy, that is so sloppy. I don't like that. I don't like that. I'm about to say if this man did not have general generational wealth, he'd be a dead son of a because. <laughs> and everybody's like he like he's smart on this stuff. He's smart. Y'all don't even like the thing is the first time. I was saying I'll say this and we'll move on. I always say that. But anyway, <laughs> um, the first time I ever heard of Elon Musk, I had an interview for Vans. This was like a few years ago. And we had to say like what our celebrity parents would be. And like the guy who interviewed me, first of all, can I tell you, he smelled like the spiciest hoagie in town. 
He smelled like mayo. Each time I tell a story, he get he smelled like, worse. He smelled so spicy. And this was in the summer. We was outside. We was in Written um, House Square. Like it was first of all, Written House Square already is a lot of smells. But he smelled very like a spicy hoagie. And he was like talking about like Elon Musk. This and I'm like, who the fuck is that? I'm like, what? And like then I heard his name, and they like, oh Tesla, Elon Musk. And then I started finding out this nigga was stupid. And I'm like, oh that makes sense. Why that guy who was interviewing me, who was like dumb as shit, would say, oh he would be my dad? Because I'm like, he's somebody that people who think that dreaming is enough to be a billionaire, that mm-hmm. they like, oh he's my idol. Like all I had to do is dream, and I can believe, and I can be like, no baby, that's not what it. it that's not what it give. Child, so, I'm just gonna sit back and watch because I feel like I feel like it's just about to be a shift in Twitter. Yeah. But I hope I hope that it's not too crazy. Cause yeah, I hope it's not. I feel like honestly, at the end of the day, sorry y'all, we're stronger than him. We're smarter. We're wiser. I know it's crazy. I don't feel like we uh, we stronger than him. <laughs> I don't. You what you think he got like anime superpowers? When he said we must defeat the bots, that made me feel like <laughs> that made me feel like he like in Gotham. Like he don't live like I don't know. I feel like he can deploy some robots or something. He said we must defeat the bots. Like that's that's scary. Um, but yes, y'all, watch a bit. That's how I feel. Um, For moving forward, <laughs> let's get into common senses. Yes. No, let's get into the sunken place. Yes, yes, sorry. Jump the gun. I mean, it... Sorry, wrong, sorry. Use that phrase. But, um... <sighs> so, for the sunken place, this is also kind of old news, but it's been rumored that Lil Durk and India broke up. That's not, I'm sorry. Even saying it, like, I feel stupid. Like, like, like I feel stupid. Yeah, But we're going to get into it. Same. And what irked me was like seeing these different responses online. Like, oh my God, like not India and Dirk. Now I don't believe in real love. I hope they get back together. Like just seeing tweet seeing shit, I seen it with my own two eyes. And it was just irking me because it's like, why what about their love did you admire? What about it? Because he bore her like a roly, like he bore her. It was like, a broken the- family <laughs> from the beginning. Then she got like seven kids. He had kids, she had kids, then they had kids together before before the marriage even happened. I mean before the 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 Proposal. engagement even happened. Yeah. And it's just like I she's a cute girl, but I haven't heard two words come out of her. So it was like, what what did you admire? And then it's just something I really cannot stand about how like people really have this aspiration for like hood love. And I'm like, it's never sustainable. It's never sustainable. And I don't get what part of it you like. Like, yeah. why do you enjoy this? Like, why does this seem healthy to you? And why don't you even I don't think people look at love and say, oh, this looks like a healthy love. Yeah. I feel like they look at love and be like, oh, this looks like I can get things. Exactly. They like the things and the look of it. And it's like, there's so much going on. Like, you don't even understand. Like, first of all, just because somebody make, first of all, a hit dog will holler. 
if you can be loud and shit like that, like making a big, like everybody see, like I'm proposing to my girl, there's a big ass ring. I'm giving her this. I'm giving her that. What you trying to hide? What's going on? Because why you, why I got to be a show? Why are you putting on the show right now? It's just y'all two. Why are we in it? Yeah. Why are you bothering me? I don't. Yvonne and I do not follow any India or Dirk content. It's just pushed upon us. That's the only reason why I know about it because it's literally been forced. Like, it pushed upon me. And it's just like people look at pictures and they're like, this is what I want. And it's like, but what? Where's the substance? Like, what do you want? You just want to stand next to each other with two babies, a Cartier bracelet, and um, a Birkin, and a Birkin, and some Ricks. Like that's what you want, and a wig. That's all they and want. A, and a like, bust down. I just I feel like, and many times, like growing growing up in like a high school in the inner city, I see that a lot of the personalities from high school are replicated outside of high school. You know, and like, I understand subcultures exist everywhere. Like, subcultures exist. But that, like, hood star subculture really bothers me. It really, really irks the shit out of me that people, like, start to... I I just feel like there is such an issue with, like, a lot of black women in healthy relationships sometimes. Mm -hmm. I know this might just be, like, a huge generalization, but I want better for them when they start to admire things that don't mean respect and safety for them. Yeah. Like, and I always like feel like that's the love I admire. Sometimes you can't know exactly what a relationship entails because we're on the outside, but shit, some relationships don't even look like they from they healthy from the outside. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like when you look at somebody like a Kelly Rowland and her husband, it's like, wow, she seems respected. Do we know? Absolutely the fuck not. But it seems like it's like the love is real. The love is genuine. They both are maybe doing well for themselves, but they don't seem like the love is about the things. Mm-hmm. When love and things like go too hand in hand, it's like just very toxic to me. And I feel like a lot of people, like we don't even want to have that conversation a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And people like, I feel like out of also, it's another side where it's like, I feel like some people behave that way out of, I said, where the fuck does accent come from? That's an outer, <laughs> but um, out, of, out of survival. Like they think that this person can give me things, they can give me shelter, they can give me money. So that means I can like survive. I can like navigate through the world because i have these things and it's just like that's not true especially when you have children involved you have to think you have to think bigger (laughs) viola davis (laughs) you gotta you gotta think bigger and more like detailed you gotta look beyond the birkin like you really gotta you gotta look beyond the birkin you gotta look beyond the birkin damn that's the bottom line. Is Top of the dome with it. And I'm standing up right now. You really got to look beyond the Birkin. That's you what really the do. You really do because it's, it's so much more out here. And like not saying that like any like 
it's just I'm being biased in my opinion because I don't like a lot of attention. So like if somebody put, try to put on a show and involve other people in my relationship, I'm like, why are you doing it? Yeah, and like remember it? Summer Walker said London was doing it and it was just kept. It was all for other people. Yeah. It was like, all for other people. And like the, if there are allegations that he cheated. So it almost seems the same way. Like a lot of these guys, the only time they respect women is when it's aligned to their image. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, look at me. Look what I'm doing for her. You know, now and I'm like this person, that person. It's like, I'm definitely not coming down on her as an individual. I'm coming down on these people who just put this put this type of love on a pedestal. Yeah, it's definitely not, I mean, I'm always team girl, but it has nothing to do with her. But, um, it's definitely the people who, like, you don't even, like, like, not even them, but it's certain people, like, they could be crying for help. Because, like, since me and Iman grew up in the ghetto, you hear people, like, say it's always that, it's always that one couple, like, that fly-ass girl, you know, she's like a CNA and her nigga a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Um, and you hear people talk about that couple. They're like, he always got her in this. He always got her in that. And you know the tea. Like, you hear, like, they really, like, not, he always cheating on her. They always this and that and the third. And people is idolizing that stuff because it's, like, the material things, the look of it. So, it's like, um, yeah, look beyond the Birkin. Literally look beyond the Birkin, and yeah, you're right. They people be going through hell, and folks be like, Yeah, he keep her in something, yep, including the fight, <laughs> including the shootout, including the robbery, including the raid. He keep her in some shit, all right. Yeah, also, one thing that I always repeat for myself is like, Yes, get you a man that's gonna take care of you for sure. Mm-hmm. But the financial security that you're looking for in others, unfortunately, you're going to have to find it in yourself. Yeah. Like, that's just it out here. You can't be dependent on, like, what about men have made you feel like you could depend on them? Like, I'm not trying to be funny. <laughs> like, what? Like, I am always go get you somebody that's got it, that can take you on dates, that can do these things. But that can change in a heartbeat. Yeah. And you want somebody that's going to keep you mentally well as well. Per. That's a big part. That's a big part. Mm-hmm. How they make you feel mentally. And I just feel like it's a race for the Birkin. <laughs> Never a race for peace. Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> come on, Neil. Let's think. <laughs> let's, let's use our minds, ladies. Yeah. All right, so moving on into common senses. Um, and I'll let you set this one up. So this is a little, it was just a lot more um, serious. Um, so with everything going on now, especially like in Philly and like even in the entertainment industry, like violence is like, it's becoming the norm. Like the stakes are so high right now. Um, I feel like I hear older people say they've never seen it like this. Like there is so much violence going on right now and it's almost feels like, what do you do? Like, you don't know what to do. You don't know what to say at this point. You don't know where to go. You don't know how to help. Um, like I know I try not to think about it that much. Um, but it's, that's why like some things will happen and like we decide like 
as a unit that we won't talk about it on the show because we're like, oh my gosh, it's just so much going on. Um, and like with the last, um, like in Philly, like the last few weeks, there was like teenagers like shooting at each other, um, teenagers getting shot. Like it has just been crazy. So I decided like with all this violence going on, like we need a space to vent and talk. So I want to talk about how do we cope with everything that's going on like because there's violence like I said happening in entertainment industry happening in our backyard happening like it's just everywhere like it's, yeah. it's almost like you can't escape it yeah for sure for sure um and like it is it's sad that we have to cope but like for me I always try to be realistic about like how long it takes to undo uh what the what the what the what violence what causes the violence, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, we just had a pandemic. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people were in the house. A lot of people were out of work. A lot of people were becoming more and more addicted to things. A lot of people were becoming more and more depressed and isolated. And that is the per- like economic crisis, mental health crisis, and substance abuse crisis, houselessness. Uh, those are all the perfect things um, to make human beings crack, to make human beings become less violent, vi- become more violent. Mm-hmm. Our education system has was already like super fractured, but that remote schooling mm-hmm. had definitely put a wedge between like students who had access and students who were living in mm-hmm. lack, you know? And then those students were maybe 16 when the pandemic started, but they 18 now. Mm-hmm. And that's just enough time to get radicalized by these streets because what we don't like to talk about is that a lot of these kids they're being groomed to be violent mm-hmm. they're being groomed to be violent and by the only people who show them some attention which is these niggas on the street mm-hmm. who, who were groomed by the niggas before them there are this teacher at my school always said there's no old heads they just old old heads actually provide you with some guidance but these people on the streets they be 40 years old clueless no fucking absolutely sense. fucking clueless True. so they don't you, you might be somebody 8 16 17 might be following their direction not knowing they actually don't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out and mm-hmm. out of and no type of common sense so for me it's like i tried to cope through doing work that i feel like repairs systems because i do feel like violence in my community although i'm not a driver in the violence by any means I feel like it's my problem. It's my problem because I live in this community. It's my problem because if I sit back and know what's go- going on or think I know what's going on and I don't do anything, then I have the, that to me means I've adopted the mentality of that, that it can't reach me. It can't bother me. It can't touch me. It can't touch anybody I know. I have to live in society. Specifically, I have to live in this city. So I want to make sure that my own, I want to make sure that like I'm living somewhere where I feel safer. So I try to do things like volunteer. I try to do things like work in social impact work. I try to do things like, you know, be kind to people, you know, across the city so that, you know, I'm, I'm just spreading positive energy. That's one way I cope. Um, another way I cope is through, um, traveling. I really do try to take a moment to just get out of the city and, um, actually like see other places and not feel bad about it. 
Like, I feel like people always make you feel really, really bad because you want to, like, get out of your city and go somewhere else. People make you feel like, oh, it's a privilege that you're able to do that. It's a privilege that I have worked for, too. It's a privilege that I work extremely, extremely, extremely hard for. So, yeah, I really do try to just take um, time to, to escape and get out of the city. And then finally, just, you know, through fitness and trying to lean into the people who are similar to me. Not everybody in the city want to be violent. Not everybody in the city agrees with the violent. The majority of us are victims in the violence and we don't, we, we just want to be safe, you know? Yeah, even the people who inflict violence are victims. Huh. Because, we go. like Iman was saying, sometimes the first violent person that people encounter are their parents. And I realized that, like, because I catch public transportation. And I'll hear parents on public transportation literally, like, curse at their kids. And be like, if you don't do this, I'm going to F you up. Or, you a bitch. Like, stop crying like a bitch and all that stuff like that. When you, like, keep on saying those words to people and, like, making it seem like their emotions are negative, like, a natural reaction, like, crying, you're frustrated, if somebody tell you your mother or your father tells you stop crying like a bitch, when you get angry, you're going to want to do something because you, you feel like you can't cry because that's not the right thing to do. And like, to be honest, to be frank, a lot of the violence has to do with men mm. um, and especially black men. And you hear that because that's who you live around. I don't believe in black and black crime, but that's that's who we live around. Um, and I feel like um, when you hear those words and you get anger, angry and all that builds up, you're like, I want to do something. I have all this anger built up and like nobody really fight no more. So it's like, I'm going to shoot this nigga. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. And I've heard men, some men say, and it's the scariest thing. Hear somebody say, I don't have nothing to lose. Yeah. I've heard people say that. Me too. And that's very, very scary to feel like that, that you have nothing to lose. And if somebody says that they have nothing to lose, they will do anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's for damn sure. And also like, um, what a question is, how do we cope? So for me, um, I try to, like Hima was saying, like traveling really helps me. Like I get really excited when I go somewhere new and I'm just like, huh. like I feel like I'm totally ignorant to like what's going on. Like mm-hmm. I feel like it's a chance that I can just be like, oh, this is like, you know, what at back at home, like, you know, that doesn't matter. Um, Excuse me. Another thing is I love to go get comic books like that's one of my favorite things that's like that helps me like feel like I'm in like my own world and I'm just like creating like my own little like um that's like my own own little episode of my tv show like which is my life so that helps me a lot and like I collect a lot of things that helps me as well like definitely feeding like my inner child and like getting um like really into like like my style and things like that and just like watching tv like when i feel overwhelmed 
I start watching like cartoons a lot or like shows that don't even have like cursing in it or like shows where like it is very innocent because I'm like, it's just so much going in the world. I need something that's just like, like something that like there's like low conflict. The stakes are not high. Like I need to watch something like that. So that helps me a lot. Um, but there are times that I just sit and think and I'm just like, this is so crazy. Like, cause I, um, was friends with this boy who like so sweet, but he like shot somebody and it's like his mind, he had to because he's protecting himself and that result in him have to go to jail. And it's like, some people feel like it's either them or me mm-hmm. and they feel like they have to, like, for instance, if somebody, you know, shoot your brother, you feel like I have to avenge them because the police not going to do nothing. So I have to do something. So it's like, sometimes that's what the violence is. It's like different altercations. It could be stuff like, <clears throat> I remember when I was um <laughs> growing up, I'm from West Philly. So the area that I grew up in, um, it was an area called Hilltop and like Hilltop and like Master Street. If you're from Philly, like, you know, Master Street, they didn't get along. So it was certain parts of like where I live that I couldn't go because they like, if somebody from this area come near, then it's going to be something. And like, I could be like, you know, this is when I was a kid, like something, the old heads like was explaining to us as kids, like, don't go here, don't go here. Like if you're from Master Street, you can't go up there. Cause it's like, if you walking around, somebody going to ask you like, oh, where are you from? And you say, where you from? That could be a conflict. It's just so much. And like, it's just gotten worse. Like gotten worse. It depended. Cause like, at first I thought like, "Hmm, these old heads probably being over dramatic, but no, like. I feel like this shit really getting crazy. Like it's bad. Because when this shit leak over to like the entertainment world, like we have lost so many rappers that's like around our age. Like Mm -hmm. seeing somebody like born in the nineties and then like that's crazy as shit. Like that's so crazy. Like the fact that this shit is like leaking over to like niggas who are famous. Mm -hmm. So it's it's just so much, and it's happening so fast because you're like oh my gosh like could I be next or like could somebody I know be next and it's just like like being close to a black like we both have black men in our family and it's like so scary I try not to think about it but sometimes it's so scary because even if somebody is like not a like violent person you just they could be at the like um you know the wrong place at the wrong time yeah for sure and it also is like I'll say that people have become more like, like just ruthless because in addition to like taking out black men, they take out babies, pregnant mm-hmm. women, elderly folks. Yeah. There's no rules. It's lawless. Exactly, like Exactly. 100%. Old, old heads always be like, back in our day, it was no woman, no kids. Yeah, no. Yeah. It was essentially the people who were involved in things. And as sad as that might have been, that like, oh, this person was involved in the game and they were dead. Because like, I really never feel like it's okay for human life to just like, you know, wither away. But it can be argued that if you in this life it's a tit for tat type of game but what gets but people are in the race to show how crazy they are they ruthless you do something to me i'm gonna I'm hurt your four-year-old it's like whoa and like 
me and my friend was talking about used to be like if you was you ain't bother nobody you you was out of it like if i show y'all the block i grew up on a lot of people would be shocked like a lot of people would be very very surprised and shocked but i remember i always felt like safe enough to do things like walk to the corner store i would walk by drug dealers i would walk by them right but i always felt like they 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 just was not only did they not bother me in a way, I felt like they was protecting me. You know what I mean? Like I felt like when I walked down the street, it would they would if something was happening, they'd be like, "Yo, go home." Essentially. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, no type of like boundaries, no type of don't don't do that in front of this older woman's house. It's crazy. And you like ask the question here, like, what are some times I feel unsafe? Fucking everywhere. Number one, um, even as I was thinking about going to Beyonce's concert in Philly, I was like, would it be safe though? Because one thing people like to do is wait until they get into big crowds and act the damn fool and shoot and act crazy. So it's like, uh, it has created complete stress for me. I don't go out. I don't be in no bars. I don't be in no clubs because I just don't feel like any of them are safe. And it's like, once you are in that really uh, packed place and there's gunshots, it's going to paralyze you with fear trying to get out because there's so many people and you don't know what direction things are coming in and like it's just too scary for me um i used to go to this gas station around my way because i said oh this is a safe gas station recently some footage came out of these people like all coming out of this like 12 passenger van with guns trying to hold this guy up and i'm like whoa this is where i go now i have a no no a gas station at night rule, but that even came from this. Like it would be a time where I would go get gas at night by myself. There would be a time where I would drive at home at night by myself. But now I'm like, no, I don't even want to be out because you could be in your car driving and some shit can go down. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, who wants to run for their life? Yeah. Who wants to do that? And yeah. like with me, unfortunately. I have lost family to gun violence. So it becomes very real mm-hmm. once you don't have people in your life anymore because somebody pulled a trigger. Mm-hmm. Like when you have people in your life that have survived being shot, you have to think like, oh, they like they can never enjoy fourth of july anymore because somebody pulled the trigger. It just becomes very real that it's like monsters lurking outside. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I feel you, man. I there is a lot of times that like I feel like so unsafe. Like ever since I was like a kid, like just unsafe. Like when I was in a crossfire, like when I was like, twelve years old, over like that it was literally over nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I should have known when, and that's when I was like, I wasn't even in high school. I was like 12. I was in middle school. So the guy who did that was like in high school. And I'm like, that's how niggas was coming. Like when we was kids. So it's mm-hmm. like in those, and he's probably like in his late thirties now or yeah, or mid thirties now. And probably like, if this nigga was like that when he was a teenager, what the fuck you think he like now? You know? Mm-hmm. So it's just like it's really like it's a shame that like sometimes when like my neighborhood is being super gentrified right now but sometimes i'm like oh like it's a little bit better because i'm like that means we get more security um around where we live but even then it still be bad um 
And like even my mom don't really want to drive now because she don't like scared of the carjackings. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you can just do everything right and stuff like that, but you just don't ever know. And I really cherish moments where I don't give a fuck and I don't feel scared. Yeah, it's so so rare. It's just, but I I think I think what really gets me is thinking about things that we used to do like three years ago mm-hmm. and feeling like, yo, this is off limits now. Like Philly always been reckless, but it all it, again, it's been like stay away from this area at this time and you'll be fine. But now it's everywhere, and like I even think about driving back home from the podcast, you know, because it's like a part of West Philly we got to go through that it's just I just don't feel safe anymore. Like mm-hmm. us driving there at nighttime, like it's like a part that you know, that part that we go through, it's mm-hmm. just like it's dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, people be driving crazy during this and i just again it's just like oh we used to do it every tuesday though we used to do it every single tuesday mm-hmm. now i close the shutters at 10 p.m <laughs> i be like yeah it's um i'm not going anywhere i don't go outside at nighttime and if i must i have to uber because i feel like i'm gonna have to be, i can't be watching my back and watching the road at the same time you know mm-hmm um, and I see a question um, that you shared here, and maybe we can end with this one. It's just like words of encouragement. Maybe how we over how we overcome this constant feeling of like fear, like freezing fear. Um, for me, it's just I feel like really cherishing like the people who are in my life, and like just try to like help people when I can. Because you don't know, like, you could have been talking somebody down from the ledge. So just, like, help out when I can and just do things with good intentions, not even thinking about anything in return. Um, And, like I said, just, like, holding the people that I love, like, very close. Um, That helps me, like, feel like I can, like, overcome this. Yeah, for sure. I think that... Leaning into what I can do and what I do feel safe doing. So because I have like made like clubs and going out late a no-no for me, I choose to surround myself around people who respect that boundary Mm -hmm. and who want to do things with me during the daytime. Because I could easily say, I don't go anywhere. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying if we going somewhere, we doing dinner maybe in a really safe neighborhood or we are going somewhere during the day. Let's go to a museum. Let's go to lunch somewhere nice. Like let's, let's live life, but let's like try to be risk adversive. Like let's just try to go away from like what's risky mm-hmm. and just say no, absolutely not. Like it's a, it's about survival right now. Mm-hmm. Um, two, um, I don't, I try to not make any, uh, just weird decisions. Like if somebody does something stupid in traffic, as hard as it is for me these days, I try to just let be like, you got it, bro. Like you mm-hmm. got that dumb yep, shit. I'm a curse to myself, but you got it. Like I'm just not even about to get into this thing with you because you may not have nothing to lose, but I absolutely do. 
And I, I'm living life like that. I got a lot to fucking lose. And a lot of people would be hurt and devastated, including my parents beyond me not behind me not being here anymore. So mm-hmm. I got to protect myself and understand like which battles am I going to pick? And third, I always try to remember that it's a lot of love in this world too. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's a lot of like violence and that can seem to take over everything. But for, for as violent as humans are, they are generous. Like I have been meeting some really, really kind people recently mm-hmm. who have been like, who don't even know me, but who have been helping me, like who have been taking time, investing in me. And I try to pay it forward any chance I get. Mm-hmm. People got a question. You want some knowledge? I got the answer. I'm going to give it to you because I know I'm benefiting from other people doing it to me. So I try to really, really just lean into who's good, who's great. And I'm fortunate that I don't have to look too hard because I have really great people in my life. Yes. And I just try to lean into that. I'm doing shit with my family. I'm not going to be outside. I'm not outside. I'm just not going to be outside. <laughs> and that's it, y'all. That's it. Um. We'd love to hear from y'all. What are you doing to keep your head above water with all this news of just violence? Um, we all pray for peace. Yes. But I'd love to know what like some of y'all are doing to keep the peace going. Yes, because coping mechanisms, you can never have enough of them. So huh. we'd love to hear about them. Exactly, exactly. Um, thank y'all so much for listening to this week's episode. Make sure y'all send us some listener letters to blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. You know, the holidays are coming up, right? It's time. Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Like, what, what y'all worried about? What y'all excited about? What's going on? Who, who cooking? Who cooking the dinner? Like, we want to know all your tea. We want to answer all your questions. So make sure y'all send us some emails to blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Instagram at blackgirlbrunch. On Twitter, blkgirlbrunch. You can find me on Instagram at imamate. And you can find me on Twitter at itsmate. And you can find me at frankenfem underscore on Twitter. And it's frankenfem on Instagram. All right, y'all. That's it. That's the show. Bye. Peace.